Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our guy, former Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn, all the way from the tropics over there. Where were you at, J.D.? Hey, man, we we, we in a, a, a secluded, uh, exclusive location. Uh, don't want to really say where we at, though. But we, we, we enjoying our vacation time out here uh, with family and friends, uh, just having a wonderful time, enjoying and loving each other out here, man. Seriously. So this is, I got my brothers, uh, my sister-in-law's, friends and stuff like that so yeah man yeah no we, we're actually down here in, uh, in the, the beautiful beautiful area uh so nice look like you're having a great time you got your whole vacation outfit on look, 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 at, look at that shirt I, I love it jd oh yeah yeah man yeah hey, come on now listen you gotta be on vacation you gotta look the part right it's true you know, so this is uh the uh, proper attire that you can have uh especially at a place like this so yeah definitely yeah that's Probably the ultimate. Your background right now is the ultimate background. Of what people like, you know, at the at their at their office spaces, they have like the the the, the beach background. Like that's that's where your real background is right now, which is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this office right here for the week. This is it. So. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's the for the, the pre training camp uh, grind that JD's got going on right now and uh, at the beach. Um, so this week was kind of an interesting week for our our podcast and our channel. Um, and obviously, a lot of you guys saw. On Twitter this week, and thank thank you to all of our fans who uh, went to bat for us. Um, so, so for those of you who don't know, so um, YouTube for a little bit for about an hour uh, this week, they uh, got rid of our uh, channel. Um, I don't know. I've asked YouTube why that happened, um, but I have I have potential. I, I think I know what happened. Um, so, so anyway, uh, YouTube got rid of our channel. I took to Twitter uh, and had everyone kind of tweet at YouTube and say it was a mistake. And it was because within 45 minutes, our channel was back up again. Um, so that's usually how you know it's a mistake when things happen that fast. That's a, it's a, something that, you know, computer algorithms, whatever. Um, but I think I know what happened. So um, uh, we had a video last week with, it was about Mahomes talking to Max Crosby, the whole Netflix special. Right. A lot of Raiders fans commented on our video saying bad things about the Chiefs, saying bad things about Mahomes. So when I responded back to them, you know, I, I wasn't, I yeah, I don't name call, wasn't doing any of that, just talking about Raiders Chiefs history. Um, and I think some of the Raiders fans got butthurt by what, 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 what the conversation. So I think we had a lot of Raiders fans report our channel. Um, and then with, with you, the way YouTube works is really not any, it's like robots pretty much uh, dealing with that. So when you get an influx of reports, they that their first thing they do is shut down um, a channel. So when you get an influx of reports, they're not they don't have a person who goes and oversees it all. They just shut it down. And then obviously, yeah. if you're complaining about it, they'll go ahead and look at it. So that's what happened. Um, so my thing is, I, I want to say thanks to Chiefs Kingdom and everyone who went to bat for a channel. That's first. But secondly, I think the reporting of channels just because you don't like a 
Chiefs channel because you're a Raiders fan or a Bills fan or Bengals fan. And we've had a lot of other fans come on our live streams and, 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 and chat with us, with our people, Bills, Bengals, and a lot of lovely other fans. I think we had Lions fans most recently uh, commenting on the whole uh, Shock the World video we had out there. Um, we we have great banter with, uh, with other fans. We welcome it. We love it. But when fans are reporting our channel because they don't like whatever we're talking about, Mahomes, you know, but having a documentary really and having a good relationship with Max Crosby. That's the thing. These guys are friends. And if you watch the documentary, they actually dap each other up. They say good things about each other, but when the game's played, they'll, you know, they'll banter back and forth. Right. They're not, they're they're not reporting the guy's tweets. They're not, they don't hate each other. So fans who are coming on other people's content and channels and and doing that, it's just like, where does it end? What? So if you don't like other people's content, you're just going to report them. So they lose their channel and that's it. I mean, I just, I just think the whole concept is crazy. And I, and I think if Raiders fans hate us that much, then don't look at Chiefs channels then if it bothers you that much. So I, well, I don't know, J.D. I t- I'm, I'm actually flabbergasted that it was that easy to, to take a channel down. You know, if you're, if you're complaining, I mean, if, it's, if that's part of the algorithm or like you said, nobody's overseeing something, I mean, you could, you could pretty much shut down anything. You have no control over your own content and, and uh, uh, what is, what's going on YouTube. And so if it's just that, that easy, uh, like I said, to 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 really dismantle uh, a, a page or a, a channel, then that's that's tough, man. That is absolutely tough. Uh, but listen, you know, I look at it like this: uh, if, like you said, if you don't like something, then don't watch it. It's just that simple, right? Being petty and going out there trying to get something shut down is kind of ridiculous. I think everybody enjoys, you know, the good banter back and forth. Right. I mean, that's what makes sports somewhat fun. Uh, I don't think anything was being said that was uh, really uh, uh, salacious or something that was so uh, uh, so terrible that it's like, oh, my gosh, they need to shut down. Now, that'd that'd be something if we were a channel that was out here cursing other people or something like that or and that'd be different. Right. But, you know, we do none of that here at Chiefs Concerns. So uh, we're a bunch of good guys, Marcus. You know, we would want to shut us down. Okay. And I think if, even if you are from the opposing view and the opposing team, uh, you can still find some common middle ground to say, hey, look, you know what? It's good going back and forth with these things. Uh, yeah. and we should be able to keep these things up. Yeah. Let's continue it. it. It's made for good football, made for good fan base uh, supporting your team. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's crazy. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was we we texted about it, and I I when it was going on, JD at my I was I was so scared. I mean, I, I didn't know what to do. I was I kind of felt helpless. I was watching those YouTube videos and how to get a channel back. I was gonna text you, but I didn't want. I knew your vacation. I didn't want to ruin it. It was like, it was like day two of your vacation or whatever. Um, and I didn't want to ruin it. So that when I came back on, I was like, oh, okay, I can let me text JD about what's what's going on and how it's all fixed now. But like. Yeah. It, it was crazy because I actually, I think I had first seen it on Twitter. I'm like, wait, hold on, what's going on, right? Like, yo, dude, and you wrote, put everything on to I was just like, man, this is absolutely, uh, just mind-boggling. mind crazy. And I think, like, for the, the whole point is, like, the, it's just, it's just, it's a Chiefs fan channel, right? And, like, what you said, if it's that easy to take down something, like, we're talking beyond football. If it's that easy, and this is more of a YouTube thing, I guess, but like beyond football, there's politics, there's science. There's a lot of other things that are going on out in the world. And if people are that get upset about the content that's out there and that's all they can do is spam a channel with reports and it's going to shut down that channel because of whatever. If, because people have, people have groups. They can, they have multiple, everyone, a lot, a lot of people on YouTube have a lot of accounts. So I could have 10 accounts right now and then go to my, go to a certain channel. I don't like, and just report, 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 report. And I can say yeah. whatever. Cause I think the, I think spam, cause we got flagged for spam being a spam channel, which is, if you look at our channel, it's not spam. Um, but that there's like pornography, spam, there's a bunch of different like categories. So who, I mean, who knows what people could do to a channel and say, Oh, it's pornography. It's bad stuff on there that it needs to be taken down. Like, People can do that, and and this is just a football channel. But like, there's other things that people can do that with that that it can be very, it can be very harmful. And so I just hope YouTube. I'm glad they fixed it as fast as they did, but this is it's crazy. Well, look, man, this is a, a very uh, family friendly uh, channel for people to watch and enjoy and entertain. Uh, but just talk some good football about yep. you. So, uh, yep. It's unfortunate that that happened, but hey, it, it got rectified, so we, we're good. We're good with that, man. <laughs> Yeah. And we'll move on from that. You know, hey, look, it's done. You said YouTube uh, contacted us pretty easy. You know, 
took care of it. So that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah, so. couldn't agree more. And again, thank you to all the fans who uh, really went to bat for us. I mean, I think within within like two minutes, we had an influx of quote tweets, retweets, favorites, and all these things commenting at YouTube. So it was really nice to see Chiefs yeah. Kingdom come together. Man, that. shout out to the fans, baby. Shout out to the fans from your boy JD. So, like JD said, we're gonna get into training camp. Training camp's begun for the, at least the rookies and the quarterbacks so far. Um, but before we get into some of the topics, some of the pressing issues going on in the football world, uh, our guy Rasheed Rice, who we're, we're both high on going into this year, uh, we're excited to see what he can do. Um, Adam Teicher tweeted out on day one of training camp that, uh, it was really hot, and he was kind of uh, looked like he was having a rough time with the heat. Um, and he left practice early, came back, and then he threw up in the middle of a drill. Uh, so my question to you is, JD, um, you you played in a lot of uh, training camps in your day, uh, probably even worse off training camps back in the day because there, there was a grind with Vermeil's training camps and even before that. Um, have you ever seen? Is it is it a common thing? Because Rishi Rice is getting a lot of crap from fans online about maybe he's overweight and all this stuff about throwing up. He's out of shape. Is this a common place to see guys throw up during training camp or at least the beginning of it, especially rookies? Man, look, I, playing sports for a number of years, I've played. Uh, it, it's pretty common to see guys throwing up during training camp. I mean, it's just what it is, right? And whether it be uh, you know somebody he got overheated, uh, or if he maybe ate something, or maybe had too much water, all those things could be possible. And so the thing is, he's going to adjust. I, I don't have any problem issue with that. And the thing is, when I was in Kansas City, you know we used to go up there to uh, uh, in River Falls, and there was a reason we went to River Falls because Kansas City get, can get so dang hot during the summer. They really can, hot and humid. And so uh, it makes it a lot easier when you're other places. And so I also heard that, you know, maybe, you know, from where he's he's coming from, they practice indoors. And that's a possibility. So when you're training, especially being down in Texas, usually your practices are like during uh, early, early during the day, because it's too hot, you know, just during the day to try to do anything. Uh, and so we can speculate a lot of different things, man. Hey, the guy's throwing up. Are we going to keep making reports on what guys do? You know, oh, he didn't have his shoes tied up good enough. Oh, man, he looks like he's two pounds overweight. Oh, he looks rocked up. I, I, you know what, man? I, I think it's just news, things from guys to write about. Rasheed Rice is going to be all right, man. Uh, don't worry about it. I, I, I just, to me, that's something normal. <laughs> I don't look at a guy, he throws up, and you're like, oh, this dude's out of shape. No. So you can just get hot. I, there's plenty of guys, you know, when we used to run gases and stuff like that, that wanted to throw up, you know. I mean, you almost feel like it sometimes. You be like, mm. it's like oh, oh, that passed by. So we don't know what it was. Could have been something in the morning that he ate. We just we have no idea. We have no idea. But I don't. I don't think it's anything about him being in shape or all those things. And if he if, and look, if it is a slim chance that he may not be in tip top shape we want him to, right? He's gonna get there. He's got plenty of time doing camp to get there. He's a young guy. And he'll come up to speed just like that, yep. you know. So the thing is also too. So this is like the rookie part of it. You know, have more guys coming in, you know, taking some of the reps off of him as well. But he'll he'll get in shape. I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't worried about that guy at all. Not yep. at all. Yeah, I remember when I was in college when we had the conditioning tests. Uh, I remember one day of being near the, the linemen when the linemen were sprinting. And I remember I got the D tackles guys, like like blue chunks right in front of my area after their conditioning test. And I was like, Whoa, I had to get away from that. Cause it was going to make me throw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see guys, you know, throw up before the game because of nerves. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we never know what's, what's happening with guys. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. It's, it's football. Hey, yeah. It's football. Matter of fact, it was almost like a uh, a rite of passage, you know, getting a guy to throw up, like, oh, yeah, from a coach, like, yeah, oh, yeah, toughen these guys up, mm-hmm. make them throw up, make it hard on them, right? So you're conditioning them to take, uh, you know, long reps and all those different things. It's what you're conditioning them for. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's good. That's good. Right? And Rice Rice said that means he's working hard is what he, what he said when he was asked he's about working it. working hard, man. He's putting some work in, man. That's all you can ask for. Respect. 
Um, so uh, first topic tonight, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I know we're, we're JD's on vacation. We're, we're going to try to get this, uh, get the big topics done, so our guy can go enjoy himself some more. Uh, but um, so Isaiah Pacheco, a lot of people. Go ahead. Um, so Isaiah Pacheco, uh, there's rumors going into training camp that he was going to start the uh, year on the PUP. Um, he had the hand surgery and the shoulder surgery during the off season. And he's still recovering from that. Uh, but came out day one was one of the first uh, people you, you saw on the fields on the uh, training camp day one with the quarterbacks and rookies. And Pacheco was there, yellow jersey, non-contact jersey. Um, so obviously, and he hasn't been really doing any workouts to this point. So him being on the field is obviously a good sign. But JD, we're talking about a guy who you know surprised a lot of people last year. Um, but he had the the, the the hand surgery and shoulder surgery this off season. He's obviously working back slowly. However, in the press conference. Today, he said that he expects to have 1,000 yards this year and he expects to go full throttle game one of the season. That's what he's saying. However, yellow non-contact jersey, this team is a team that's looking to January and February, so they might take the steps to make sure all our guys are right to that. But if you were coaching this team, and, and you obviously play under Andy Reid, so you know how he's going to do things, how do you see them kind of, um, I guess, managing him as we get through the early part of the season in training camp? Uh, you got to manage him like he's your RB one. That's how you got to manage him. I mean, this this is uh this is our guy that we had as our starting running back. Uh, we have uh, a good number of guys in camp at running back that can take the reps. You know, he didn't do he need to do anything. You know, when I when I see the video, it looked like he's in shape. It looked he looked fast, he looked quick. He he didn't need to be anywhere near contact right now at all. Nowhere near contact. Matter of fact, I tell him come out there uh, uh, to the practice field uh, with uh, one of those uh, bubble wrap. Come on, whole bubble wrap around your body. I don't want nobody touching you, all right? And so, if, she, if she's projecting, you know, being ready for week one, uh, I don't, I don't see any reason to to dismiss that, right? I'm sure he's having a you know constant contact with the training staff and the doctors and whatnot on his progression and where he could be. So he's like, hey, man, I'll be ready week one. Uh, and so he, this is a good thing about camp because you do have time to get ready. Uh, you get time to everything to heal. So, yeah, I don't worry about that at all. And he's going to do the right thing. He's going to do the right thing for Pacheco and he's going to do the right thing for the team. Uh, that's why he's, he's, got a, he's got a stable of studs. He's got a stable of studs, okay? CH is still there, all right? We know Jet, McKinnon's doing a good job. Uh, Prince, there's Prince is, is is there also. So you got Eadley, you got guys. We, we we have guys that can run the football, and so uh, you got to manage him like you're not playing today because you're not. You got to manage him like week one is weeks away because it is. So that's that's the best way to do it. That's the best approach. Take your time with it. Hey, get yourself ready. Still run, get conditioning and stuff like that. That's fine contact no no i don't want you doing anything okay heck matter of fact if that's his, his hands that he's writing signatures with don't even sign i don't want you signing autographs okay do what you left figure out what you left okay i want you doing it that way so so yeah avoid those dicks signings uh those appearances uh pacheco <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're talking about the hand and shoulder too. Those are pretty significant. I know it's not lower lower body injuries, and everyone always those are obviously the top of, of the worst injuries for a running back. But shoulder and hand for a guy who takes a lot of beatings and a lot of contact, it's a big deal. And, and that, that's that's probably the smartest thing to do, especially if you're recovering from those specific injuries as we kind of get closer to the season, right? I mean, it's because well, those injuries they're significant. Depends on what actually the uh, the injury is, right? Like how, how how devastating of uh, injury it was, correct? And so you know, obviously, because you have different uh, uh, injuries on shoulders and hands, uh, it may not be that detrimental to what he's doing. Okay, he may be able to heal fast. He's a young guy, so if we're checking week one, and that's perfect. If we're sitting there saying maybe week six, something different, right? Because it's like okay, we got to make sure he's not rushing the guy back. So that's very important. It's very important that, like I said, you're putting the kid gloves on him, make sure you're managing him well, okay? And you just got to monitor these things, you know? And they, they do a good job of that. 
doctors, trainers, all of them doing a, good, a great job of that. Rick, those guys, uh, uh, Dr. Monaco, and, and, and all the, they have a, a wonderful staff. They do, wonderful staff. And this is something that I just find it funny because uh, when, when a player says, yeah, I'll be ready to go, I'll, I'll be ready to go week one, I'll have a 1,000 yards a season. It's honestly different from what it, when a coach, like, you know, we talk about a team that's got eyes on February, eyes on January. We don't really, they, obviously we care about the opening of the season, but like we're not going to throw the guy out there and feed him the ball, especially in this offense. But what, what, there's a difference there, right, between what, what a player thinks, how his injury is progressing versus how a coach sees how they're going to manage him, right? Yeah. Well, somewhat. I think I think uh, you know you want to have the, probably the best positive uh, projection that you could possibly have. Uh, but I know one thing: the Joker came in last year and said he was going to take a grown man's job, and he did it. Okay, it's true. So I ain't got no reason to doubt what Pacheco says. He told me he's going to come back week one. Fine. If he doesn't, not bothered by it. Not bothered by it whatsoever. Like I said, we got we got a a, 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 a great stable of guys out there right. And which actually goes into like the, the broader, you know, context of running backs and their value, right? I mean, it, you know, we've been kind of talking about that. I know we're probably going to bring some of those things up, but to me, when you look at it, you know, we lucked out with having Pacheco, having this guy being a, 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 a back of last year, him having the success that he did. So, man, it's a plus for us. Seven round pick, come on, man. Shoot, yeah. we're winning. Look, we're, we're, we are winning right now. So you can just see the significance on the value of running backs, okay? And I've been trying to make this. I, you know, I actually put out a tweet talking about value back, the running backs' value, okay, and how we should not try to devalue these guys that are very so vital, so important to the team, okay? I mean, it's imperative that you have a good running back on your squad. You have to. And so there's been a lot of talk about guys, running backs not getting paid. Not, but sure, you see the punishment they take, right? Yeah. So. And Pacheco's a good example of that with the, shoulder, the off-season uh, shoulder and hand surgery. Um, and this is a seventh-round guy who's not making the big bucks yet. Right, but see, but now somebody would argue, well, well, that's the reason why you don't pay these guys because they get hurt. You know, they have a real short shelf life. Well, also, too, these guys have been putting the time in, you know, dedicating themselves and their body – to the game, you know, to advance teams to become playoff teams, Super Bowl teams or whatnot, okay? I'd say I put in there because of Jet and because of Pacheco, we in the Super Bowl and we win it last year. Yep. That's a fact for this yep. year. We win it. That's a fact. With those, Without those guys, who knows? Who knows? Yep. I know we're, we, we didn't have them the year before, or at least trying to, that, that running back to get in. We lost to Cincinnati. Okay, we're trying to pass the ball down there on the five yard line. We passed each and every one. We didn't run the ball not once, not once. Unless you want to talk about Patrick running back, of, you know, you know, retreating for 15, 20 yards, right? Yeah. So we understand the value of, of these these guys. Okay, and I, I, there's been a thing about guys getting together, running backs getting together to try to stop all these things happening, uh, and I'm uh, I'm all for it, man. I'm on board with it. So that leads us into our, our next topic. So, uh, JD, just sticking with the running backs and how much they're worth, this conversation. Um, so, as you mentioned, uh, running backs this week, uh, J- Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and Saquon Barkley did not reach deals with their teams. And there's potential of a holdout, at least with two of the guys uh, right now. Um, so this prompted running backs all over the league to kind of band together um, and get online and, and Twitter and start talking about how the NFL is really not doing a j- good job in taking care of the running backs. Um and just tying it to, back to Isaiah Pacheco, he's a running back. wasn't a seventh round pick. He's a guy who hasn't gotten hasn't gotten his uh, big payday, even as far as being drafted. Um, so uh, Casey, radio host, our friend of the show, Carrington Harrison, um, tweeted, and I thought this was a very interesting tweet. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, so he tweeted, "A player like Isaiah Pacheco is really screwed by the system. He's 24 and a seventh round pick. He has to play two more seasons under his rookie deal. He can't hold out for the final season, and the Chiefs can tag him." He could possibly not hit free agency until he's 28, 29. He's never getting paid. That's what he tweeted. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on A, the whole situation and how the running backs are kind of get, getting together with this whole thing? And also specifically to the second and third day guys like Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, that that's that's there there's a lot of truth there. 
Brandon is saying. And that's the reality of where the NFL is right now, especially with dealing with the running backs. And so what's going to change is you're going to do some things that's really uncomfortable. Okay. And these guys getting together, collaborating, making a coalition. It's so important for them to, to really, man, you know, hold to their guns. You have to do that. See, because the thing is, if you don't, you set the market right now, everybody loses as a running back. Everybody loses. And so all the guys that's coming behind you, you know, because you're trying to devalue, you know, the position, all those guys suffer. And like you said, a guy like Pacheco, who may not get paid and they're trying to keep him on, you know, oh, you know, we're going to get these sweet deals from you. I want you to come in. Oh, we just get another running back. Shoot, you may not get another Pacheco. You don't know what you got in the guy until a guy goes out there and performs. Once you see what you got in the guy, then it's like, okay, well, guess what? I'm going to reward him for his performance, okay, and potential performance. We've seen what he could be able to do, right? So guys should be compensated for it. It's the same thing in the real world. It's the same thing when we sit there and we watch uh, the writer's strike, okay? And you're watching the, the, you know, the actors saying it. And I forgot who it was that was, was talking about this. They were saying, like, look, if actors want to go and promote their movie, you need to realize once you do that, hey, you broke the line. Yep. You lose, I lose, we all lose. We all lose. So we got to stay steadfast in the things that we're doing, okay? Understanding what our value is, and we got to fight for that. I'm, look, I'm all, I'm all on board for all those things, okay? Big corporations, all those different things. Man, listen, hey, we should pay people accordingly, okay, to their performance and things like that. I, I talk about this all the time, okay, different conversation, but pretty much in the same vein. It's the same thing that, you know, when you look at teachers and different ones that put up with a lot of different stuff and they don't get paid. They're not compensated for the mess they put up with. And we're talking about what the top tier guys, what they've been doing, what they meet the teams. And you're going to diminish what, what that is? Saquon Bar- uh, Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Alvin Cook. Are you kidding? Nick Chubb? Come on now. So. We can have these conversations, but let's be honest. These guys mean something. They not just mean something just to their teams, but to the entire NFL. You're telling me that every team that get these guys goes up. I mean, their ability goes up, no doubt about it. There's better chances, better odds getting guys like that, period. Okay, and that's what you're paying it for. So I have, I have an issue with that because it's like, okay, well, we, we, we want to uh, maybe demean and diminish one position, but then we're going to send another one. Right? Wide receivers are getting paid thirty million dollars a year, twenty-eight, thirty million dollars a year. You want to come off eight to ten for a running back? Have we seen the all-purpose yards yet? Hello, have we seen the guys that actually lead the list in all-purpose yards? Everybody's talking about, oh, you know, what's a passing league? Yeah, it's a passing league. Running backs don't catch footballs. All of a sudden, they now they're just strictly running backs. They don't catch screens, <laughs> uh, uh, slants, all this. You don't line them up anywhere else. So I think we have an issue here in the entirety to the NFL, and fans start playing into it. That's how I look at it. Fans start believing, okay, well, we, we I think, shoot, this is this is, <laughs> this is is done by, by owners. Owners don't want to get the money up, right? Okay, fine. The big boys, the big name players, have to get together for the small guys. That's how it has to work. Okay, they got to pay the price. Some price may be too rich for some people. Okay, I get if you're a young guy, you got to get your got to eat where you got to eat. I get that. But can Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, those guys hold up and say, "Hey, look, man, you know we're not being valued like we should." All right. Well, we're gonna see what the Vegas. We see what they're gonna do. The Raiders. We're gonna see what New York's gonna be. Okay. Heck, you just gave all that money to, to Daniel Jones. What the hell were they doing? It, it, oh, it, okay, it, oh, Daniel Jones. That no. dude came back, and he was handing the ball off to him. So guess what? It makes it easier in the passing game. Okay, we understand this. We understand that they, they it's a marriage match made in heaven. All right, Chief Kingdom because we pass the ball. It's a good marriage because we got a good, reliable back of Pacheco and Jack. Okay, and Ch when he comes in. This, this conversation, this argument that running backs are not as valuable and, oh, my gosh, well, it's a passing lead, just crazy to me. 
it's it just it's absolutely crazy to me because if you start actually looking at the stats, you start looking at what te- what they mean to teams, then you'll see it. Okay, so I know I'm, I know I'm, I'm saying a lot, man, but I, I, look, there's a lot to be said on this. Uh, you know, I, people have been making comments like, well, you know, you, you can't build around a running back. Well, that's the problem because you haven't been doing it. Mm-hmm. Chubb, you know, you didn't have a good quarterback. You put money into uh, what's the, the the I can't even think it. Uh, the other quarterback we let go. He's been Baker. on two or three different. Who? Baker. Yeah, that's it. That that guy. <laughs> so he's been on two or three different teams. But you yeah. you were throwing, you know, he was doing commercials, saying it was his house. So he's been <laughs> he's been in three houses since then. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. But go ahead. He, go ahead. He's big into real estate, JD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, what you're saying, and I think with, with Chiefs specifically, and I think this is a big argument that I've seen from a lot of people who are just trying to use the Chiefs as the um, as the prime example as to why not pay running backs. And that's, I think, is a terrible example because there's only one Patrick Mahomes. Um, there's only one Patrick Mahomes. The, you could take, you could put Saquon Barkley back there. You could put Pacheco back there. Uh, Jet McKinnon, um, Spencer Ware was even uh, he even came back to the Chiefs when he was in back there. Uh, I guess the Pat's first year starting. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter who you put back there, Patrick Holmes, because a we don't really pat, run the ball that much. I mean, Pacheco had a lot of carries in the Super Bowl. A lot, I think it was twelve carries in the Super Bowl. That's a lot for our team, you know. Um, yeah. But Saquon Barkley helps take the pressure off of Daniel Jones. It doesn't matter what running back. It doesn't matter what running back the Chiefs have back there. It's going to take the pressure off Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter. But Daniel Jones needs a running game. Kirk Cousins needs a running game. These a lot of these quarterbacks need that that kind of that that share to take the to get the pressure off of them. Mahomes right. doesn't need that. It's a, it's a totally different thing altogether. But there's a lot of these guys. Jimmy Garoppolo. I what's he going to do this year when they don't have a running game? <laughs> His whole career, he's had a running game with San Francisco, New England. They've always had a running game. What's he gonna do with the without a without a prime guy back there? Dude, we look, we could go up and down the list. Derek Carr, okay, New Orleans without yeah. Kamala, right? Right? They're gonna be struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tennessee without Derek Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tannehill, it, 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 that's when you, you putting all your money on that guy. Come yeah. on, man. All right, let's uh, look. T- take yeah. C- take CMC off at San Francisco. Yeah, they don't have really their quarterback situation is kind of murky right now. But you know. <laughs> Well, listen, hey, Brock Purdy, as much as he came and he played lights out, he just they was worried about that his <laughs> EMC killing them, okay, yeah. as they should. And guess what? Hey, San Francisco, they snatched him up quick. When he became oh yeah, who who do I sign to get this guy? Mm. Absolutely gonna pay him. Because they understood his value. They understood what he was gonna be able to do all purpose yards, okay? Mm. They bet. And so that, that's the point of it. You, you want to get guys that you know that can that can come out there, that can absolutely torch defenses, and yeah, using the Chiefs as a bad model, like you said, because we we have PM fifteen. Hey, guess guess what? We got the greatest quarterback in the NFL. We got the greatest tight end in the NFL. We got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. We got a great young defense in the NFL. Uh, we got the best coach in the NFL. Yep. Okay. Uh. We didn't really put that much stock in wide receivers. No. We, 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 we've been going back and forth and talking about we don't even have a number one wide receiver, which is crazy to me because we do. Okay, Kadarius Tony, All right. Sky Moore and those guys can come up and they can play. They're going to they yeah. ball out of control. But guess what? Who's, who facilitates that? Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Okay. Who, who's the great kind of uh, symbiotic relationship? Isaiah Pacheco and Jack. Right? Yep. So it works. And guess what? Uh, newsflash, those 12 carries that Pacheco had in in, in the, the Super Bowl took pressure off Patrick Mahomes, yep. right? You're welcome because you still got to put pressure on the defense. You got to keep them honest. That's what a good running back does, okay? These guys just don't grow on trees. I, look, I get everybody wants to go and find, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Austin Eckler, right? Yeah. They want to find Austin Eckler, okay? Well, I think he got screwed. He did. He got, he got screwed. Yeah, he, he, want, he wants out because they're not going to pay him. They don't want to pay him, man. He, I think I forgot what his deal is on, man. He, he's absolutely screwed. For real. But, hey, whatever. What would the Bills be if they had a, a good running back? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, 
because right now their their best running back is their is their quarterback who you know, and he's taking a beating and they need they, they they haven't found one and that that's another that's a good point JD because everyone talks about how easy it is to find a running back well how come they haven't found one yet because they've been searching yeah the, the shoot <laughs> Ravens Ravens been going through running backs like it's like it's Christmas presents right now <laughs> so you know I I just those things it just missed me on those things I mean it just absolutely missed me because I I think you know we look at it from our scope of view. From being Chiefs fans, like, oh yeah, you know what, running backs ain't all that 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 important. Well, okay, being yeah. fifteen is what makes everything go. Because because and you look at from the the, the whole point, we, we we spent a first round pick on a running back that didn't really work out, and we just, we spent a seventh round pick on a running back that did work out. Most franchises, if you miss on that first round pick, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be hurting. We have a quarterback who didn't really allow that to happen, so that it's not you can't compare. Every situation where the Chiefs have with what we got with Pacheco, no, not at all. And, and the thing is, if you if you look at all the starters in the league uh, on teams, most of them are first and second round picks. They really are the ones that start. Okay, yep. like I said, you have uh, there's some filtered in. You gonna have some examples, but if you look long and hard, you start seeing oh yeah, first round pick, second round pick, heck, maybe a third or fourth, but most of them first, second round picks. Yeah, I mean that's just reality of it. So. Those guys got to band together, man, and make sure it's not broken. Because it's like we got to hold strong. You got to be like the Spartans. You know what? Hold the line. We got to do it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, this conversation, to me, I'm passionate about it because this is the way they do tight ends. Yep. It's the same thing. You know, tight ends haven't been getting paid. Shoot, Travis, Travis Kelsey is getting underpaid. He's getting underpaid. So I, it's always the, the conversation about why some guys make so much of an exorbitant amount of money, and some guys don't. But I, I, I too, for the running backs, it, it didn't make didn't make any sense whatsoever. Seriously, none. What they do, what they give, they're making any sense not to pay these guys. Yeah, now, it's gonna be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Because Saquon's talking about, uh, he's he's saying he might have to just hold out the whole season. Jacobs is considering the same thing. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how that plays out with with everything this this uh, this coming year. Yeah. Should man, I, I I try to get out of Dodge too. You put the numbers up like that. Hey, the thing is, hey, guess what? You don't want to use my my talents. Hey, peace out. Yeah. See, one of the greatest running, one of the greatest running backs that I I probably put as the greatest running back ever, Barry Sanders. Okay, because they didn't want to build around him. All right, he had to retire to deal with yeah. this. It's the same thing as just bringing back bad memories or things like that happening. Uh, but like you said. Uh, Carrington was talking about, yeah, these guys are some, you know, kind of the second tier guys get screwed, right? The seventh round pick, they get screwed because of these yeah. things happens. So hold the line, hold the line, hold the line. Yeah, and, and I think I've read some people are saying that what what are ways to kind of help help out the running back situations? Maybe do it based on uh, touches. So based on the amount of touches you get, there's a tier as far as how much. Like maybe they can build this into the new CBA. I mean, I don't know how they're going to do this. Uh, they didn't click the bargaining agreement, but uh, do it based on a touch uh, thing, or maybe do it. Maybe don't allow franchise tags to running backs, and they they have to kind of they can't just tag you for that last year and then right because that's that's a big thing too. A lot of teams, especially with the f- first round picks, because we're talking about Josh Jacobs and Barkley, these are guys like Jacobs. They they tagged him, and then they weren't going to allow the fifth year option. And then what happened this year? They freaking ran him to the ground. Thirty carries a game, uh, like that, like the twelve of the uh, twelve of the games this year. They ran him to the ground, knowing they weren't going to give him the fifth year option. So, I, I don't think I think that's where the BS comes in. I don't think the team should be allowed should be allowed to do that. And they can get rid of the franchise tag, then they won't do that anymore. But and look, that, that yeah, that, that's going to be hard to work that way off touches and whatnot. But I, I think it man is conspiratorial. It really is because I'm sitting there saying. Uh, is the owners getting together saying, like, look, we just, we, I'm sure they're getting together, like, but we're not going to pay our running backs. Okay. Yeah. It's in the talks. And, I, and I'm sure agents are letting running backs know, like, hey, man, they're really not going to budge. Well, there's a reason. There's been some conversation going on behind closed doors uh, that we're not quite privy to that I'm sure they're sitting there saying, we're going to try to keep the market where it is. Same thing yeah. was happening during a time when. Uh, you will see those the, when the rookie contracts was just uh, ex- out of out of the out of the out of the world, <laughs> and guys that have been in the league for three or four years would have three or four Pro Bowls, weren't getting paid. Mm. Okay, so now things you got to right the ship a little bit, yeah. all right? 
I don't think the guys are asking for 15, 20 million. They ain't asking for that. Okay. If they make it three times less than what, you know, top wide receivers are making. Yeah. So come on, man. You look at this overall production, same thing, tackles, and, you know, defensive end, defensive tackles, corners, all those different things. Linebackers. I mean, as far as the market, it's just seem on the offensive side of the ball, man. Guys are getting screwed. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I think this year as a whole, we've, we've seen a lot of weird things going on with this running back stuff. That's, that, that's coming to a head. And then also with the amount of one, two-year deals that were going on this this year. We we thought that was thought that was odd that all the teams were doing the one or two-year deals more so than we've ever seen that before. No no one's locking in guys to long-term deals, which is very interesting. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Things that are changing. And so it kind of started with the wide receivers, right? They really won't give no money to the wide receiver. You see that, that market kind of starts, you know, uh, shriveling up a little bit. With the money, mm. yeah, a, little, a little tight. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> a little tight. So, yeah, it's man. All the money is going to the quarterbacks, even even if they're mediocre guys like Daniel Jones, like we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, interesting. Yeah, like, like it's like it's all right, like it's just okay. PM fifteen definitely get the money. If you start seeing these other quarterbacks, you're like, what is this joker getting paid all that money to do? Yeah. I go out there throw picks, lose games. <laughs> hey, I go out. I'll go out there and hand the ball off to uh, Saquon Barkley and Matt Burita. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. That's why you see half these quarterbacks walking in on their toes, floating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Um, hey, if Jacobs isn't isn't with the Raiders this year, I won't be. If he wants to hold up, I'll be happy. That's one of the few pieces they have in that offense that I'm that I'm scared of. Uh, so right, if he wants right. to hold out, go for it, Josh. Do your thing, buddy. That's right. That's right. Um, so final topic tonight. Uh, so uh, Patrick Mahomes was um, asked about uh, this upcoming season uh, this year, right, for the first day of training camp. Um, and obviously we think we're going to win it all this year. Um, and obviously the guys are going to the training camp with the same thing on their mind. They want to get a repeat. They want to go back and get, uh, get a taste of the Super Bowl again. But Patrick Mahomes says this might be one of the most challenging seasons uh, to date for, for him so far. Uh, quote, I think it's going to be the hardest it's ever been. I've said it a lot. You look at the AFC, almost every team, you can see a path for them getting to the playoffs. And I know you say that every year, but I think this year it's really real. We know week in and week out, it's going to be a challenge for us. Let's get better and try to win as many football games as possible and put ourselves in that position. So, J.D., my question is, do you agree that this year will be the toughest year yet for these guys based on the AFC's, uh, I guess everyone just kind of kind of an arms race that happened this uh, this this offseason with a lot of the AFC guys, the AFC teams? Uh, you know, at the, at the very beginning of uh, the season, you always got to take an assessment, right, of your team, your weaponry, uh, and then what other teams have. And so I think Pat Mahomes is just counting to see, oh, okay, Woo, they got this over here, guys are healthy now, right? This is going to be tough. It is going to be tough. And so part of that might just be the pressure of, Staying on top, right? It's hard. That's hard being man, the, the 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 number one team in the NFL, winning the Lombardi, trying to become the dynasty because this one that puts you over the top of the dynasty, the conversation and talks. So, man, there's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of expectations. Think you know when you're kind of young and you win, it's like, oh my gosh, you, you, shoot, you maybe certain uh, the, your success wasn't expected as much, and you got a lot of it fast and early. And he earned every bit of it, right? Now it's the staying on top part, okay? That's where it becomes difficult, staying on top. That's why Tom Brady was a workaholic, changed his diet, changed, did all these different things he needed to do to stay on top. You know, he became obsessive with it. And so I think it's part of what you have to be. You have to be that guy, you know, to stay on top. You got to will all the guys around you to be on the same page, to feel the same thing you're feeling, to be a winner. So I think it's what he's doing, man. He's just making an assessment on these things. He's up to the task. There's no doubt about it. I, I put my money on Patrick Mahomes all day long and coming out on top. No doubt about it. I think he just understands, like, you know, well, shoot. Everybody has been aiming for us. Has been aiming for us, right? So – it's a, it's a daunting, you know, 
it's something that is without a doubt doable. If everybody stays healthy, uh, get the ball out, gets his support group, right? The running backs and everybody around him being healthy, everything's going to be all right. They're going to be fine. And I think the same thing is just clicking with these young receivers. That's another thing, right? Got young guys on the team, new guys on the team, learning the new system, verbiage and everything, learning who they are. It's going to be it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big deal. So, uh, Chiefs winning it all still this year for me. Chiefs winning it all, but you best believe that everybody's going to give they a game, a game, every chance they get playing against the Chiefs. They don't need Baltimore material. They just know the Chiefs are coming to town, or they come to Arrowhead. They don't need to hear from anybody else. You are playing the champs. You are playing Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the, uh, the MVP, uh, GQ Man of the Year, uh, the, the first astronaut from Texas to hit the, you know, all these things, <laughs> all these accolades he's has. So <laughs> that's what they waiting on. Oh, he's a, you know, he's a golf champion. He didn't beat Steph Curry and all, you know what I mean? So he's, <laughs> he's got, the, he's in the White House with all, oh, so it's everything. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. For me, when he talks about this might be the toughest challenge, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think last year was probably the more the, the, the tougher challenge. I think losing Tyreek and kind of seeing how the new offense looked, and I think we, I think that's now it's more of like, hey, we we had this model that we did last year. We're going to kind of continue that model. We last year was more of the guinea pig year of how that can be, how that can look, and I think we we have that kind of recipe for success with the, the new offensive look now. Um, and now now you add in Pacheco. Now you now you have a bell cow kind of running back. Uh, ish bell cow um but then and then we talked about for the last four or five years that we have been the team that everyone looks to every week and wants to beat every week and wants to dethrone every week so it's really just another year of that um and yeah there are more teams this year baltimore has restocked and they're loaded uh the jets could be another team a possible uh, team to compete for the uh top spot so yeah there are more teams but i think it's the same old thing for us i think it's just we're gonna be the team that's looking to be dethroned every week and we kind of have to you know, being a, being the super reigning champ, I mean, that's just one thing we have to deal with, and that's something we've been dealing with for the last four years. So I, I don't think it's anything new. I just think maybe there may be more teams out there that have a shot. But, yeah, I think it's more of the same for our team. Yeah. And, and look, and here's the reality, man. He's, he's got two brand-new tackles. Got two brand-new yeah. tackles. You know, you get a Juju, a Juju here. You know what Juju did in Pittsburgh. Uh, the guys that got the most, I want to say, experience, MBS, and 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 Richie James catching footballs. So this we, we can talk. We real conversation going on now, right? Yeah. Real yeah. conversation. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the receiver debates. I mean, we've been talking about all uh, all off season, and it's only going to continue when when we see the guys actually in there next week at training camp. So, I'm really curious to see, like you said, a lot of young guys at receivers, and you also have the tackles too. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the tackle looks. And I I want to say I think the tackle altogether, left and right, might be better than we had last year. Obviously, if Donovan Smith's healthy as he says he is, um, and then Juwan Taylor is, uh, I think, is light years ahead of Wiley at the right tackle spot. So, like, if those guys do play to with the potential, I think we have a, I think we have a better line than we had last year. Um, but yeah. then receivers, a lot of young guys, a lot of new, a lot of new guys. But we had the recipes for success last year. Another year of the Texas workouts, those guys could you know flourish and you know pr- produce. And like we said, we have Patrick Mahomes. Anything is possible that with the, with this team. Absolutely, I, and I think the young guys will flourish. Uh, it's going to be some growing pain, pains, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, but absolutely, when you're sitting over there and you're looking in the huddle, you start looking around, some different faces going on, you know? Yep. Some different faces looking at right back at you like, uh-oh, I ain't seen y'all in a couple, you know, a <laughs> little different. Sometimes yeah. it might be a little bit bigger than others, like, like a little worried, like, uh-oh, hey, hey, calm down, buddy. Calm down. It's where we at. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, nah, nah, he, it's going to be good. Everything's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so that does it for our show. I know JD's uh, in vacation right now, so we're going to let him go. JD, last thing, uh, Chris Jones, uh, 
Coach Rita was asked about Chris Jones. Will he be uh, at your at report to training campus next coming this coming weekend? Uh, Andy Reid said, "I don't know anything about that." Um, are you worried or no? Not worried. We shall see. It happens. I, I, I lived it. I've lived it. We've been with several guys that that held out. So I lived it before. No big deal. We'll get something worked out. Okay. Like Big Red said, "Hey, you don't know anything about it. I don't either. This is all I know, though. These deals get done." You know, during the summer days, let them all handle it. I ain't got no worries whatsoever about 95. Okay. Now, now look, come season, 95 don't show up. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to do that at all. Hey, hey look, now, all positive vibes here, man. He's going to be good. We're going to be good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Reid did say there's communication going on. So that that's a. That's a positive side. JD knows all about that. So as long as there's communication going on between both sides, our uh, our, our financial people and uh, Chris Jones and his agent, that means everything's good. So yeah, I'm gonna show everybody what what I'm feeding. Actually, this little creature. Cat. I don't know if you can see it or not. See? Oh my gosh, what is that? I forgot what they're called. It's like a, like a raccoon and a monkey. It looks like. Yeah, it's like a raccoon. Something. Huh. I'm giving it little chips. <laughs> to my little friend. <laughs> I, I saw you throwing out. What are you throwing feeding pigeons with those chips? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, everybody. Well, that, do, that does it for us, everybody. We hope everybody enjoyed our Chief Concerns episode. And again, happy that everybody was rallied together and uh, got on YouTube's case to get uh, Chief Concerns back up on uh, on YouTube. So, uh, JD, we hope you enjoy the rest of your vacation, man. I'm looking forward to seeing that tan when I see you. Uh, when I see you on uh, next next Wednesday night. So <laughs> sounds good, my brother. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate your guys. All right. I love you, brother. Love you, too. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.